Hello, and welcome back to the Court Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Brian McInnes, and today I welcome on the legend of the local basketball community. If you're from the islands and follow hoops even a little, you probably already know much of Shanalei Kuehu's backstory. Kuehu was a lean, mean, explosive force at Punahou School, where she and her twin sister, Shana Lynn, led the Buff and Blue to three state championships. Kuehu had a record 37 points in the 2006 state title game, multiple state player of the year honors, and a strong argument as the best ever to come out of the Hawaii high school ranks. I remember covering a few of her games when I was a fresh-faced sports reporter at the Honolulu Star Bulletin and being blown away by her ability. Kuehu, after some time off from the game following high school graduation, eventually found her way to the University of Hawaii, where after some fits and starts, she transformed into one of the program's all-time greats, a true two-way player who had finished in the Rainbow Wahine Top 10 in points, rebounds, steals, blocks, minutes, and games played. That marathon six-year career included the birth of her daughter, Kiona, who contributed significantly to her mom's transformation, as much mental as physical. I'm grateful she agreed to come on this podcast for many reasons, not least of which is because of some stunning news earlier this year. In April, Kuehu was one of a handful of former Punahou girls hoops players who filed civil lawsuits against a former assistant coach, alleging that he sexually assaulted and abused them during their high school days in the mid-2000s. Punahou itself is listed as a defendant in Kuehu's suit as well. While she was pretty limited in what she could say about her ongoing case, she offered some insight about her support system and state of mind coming forward about a truly awful ordeal that would profoundly affect anyone. For me, it was tough just reading some of the publicly available court paperwork. But Kuehu, who is now coaching at Kealakehe High School on the Big Island, is an incredibly strong person, and she's gained some perspective on a wealth of other subjects that can only come with experience and time. So, here we go. Exciting news. The Court Sense Podcast has a sponsor. Amazing. Check out Mike and Kara at Nokooi Automotive in Kalihi for all your vehicle repairs and maintenance needs. Quick turnaround, affordable, honest, and ASE certified. Call or text 842-6453 to schedule an appointment today. That's 842-MIKE or email nokooiauto at gmail.com. The best part? Mention the Court Sense Podcast for a 10% discount. All right, this week it is a true honor and a privilege to bring on uh, a player that I thoroughly enjoyed covering during her time at the University of Hawaii, one of the best players to come out of the high school ranks and the University of Hawaii Wahine basketball ranks ever, Shanalei Kuehu. Welcome to the Court Sounds Podcast. What's up, Brian? Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it is great to see your face. Uh, first, I'll just ask you something that I've tried to lead off pretty much every podcast since I've started up this little uh, endeavor, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, I think I'm doing as good as I can be, you know, right now, especially during these times. Um, blessed to wake up every day and spend time with family, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. 
Sure. What about um, you? What about you? <laughs> Sean, I'm, I'm doing great, all things considered. I mean, it's, uh, it's good to catch up with people like once a week, you know, on this thing. I don't get to see too many people otherwise. So, uh, yeah, seeing people like yourself who uh, I got to talk with on a, seemed like a pretty much day-to-day basis for, you know, a good, a good number of years there. In your case, uh, six plus years, I think. Uh, I believe that's like the longest career in the history of the Wayne basketball program and probably the most I've got to cover one athlete from start to finish. So congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, I know you're coaching at Kealakehe High School right now, girls basketball. Uh, you were previously a head coach at Punahou a couple years ago for one season. What's it been like uh, for you transitioning into the coaching realm these last few years from being a very notable player to that? Um, a lot of it is learning how to teach. Yeah. And, and um, that's a different skill that you, you have to learn and you kind of go grow through it with experience, you know, and having mentors there and stuff. And so I think that's the <clears throat> biggest difference. And um, of course, I want to do my best at it. And so learning from different people is probably the biggest thing. Um, between playing and coaching. Uh, who who would you consider your biggest coaching mentors that you lean on or, or draw from? Um, people like Laura Beeman, you know, um, she's probably had the most impact in my life, my adult life, you know, and um, she inspires me every day. And so, of course, that's one person I'm always going to go back to, you know, Dennis Agena. Um, he was what started me off with all the fundamentals. So I think it's always key to draw back on that you know um but yeah just different coaches you know watching um coaches other college coaches you know college coaches at the NBA level um it's that's where you really learn from too you know observing um film watching a lot of film games there's so much games going on so um but yeah probably the most notable Laura Beeman you know um Dennis Agena for sure well coach Beeman was your coach for the, the latter half of your Wihine basketball career. Uh, you came into that program when uh, Dana Takahara Diaz was the, the head coach, right? And uh, yeah. you, you signed your commitment paperwork and such under her. Uh, she was your coach for the first couple of years that UH made a coaching change. And uh, Coach Beeman, you didn't know her, obviously. She came in from the mainland. Uh, what kind of, I guess, impact would you say she had on your life at, at that point in time and over the years since? Um, she taught me what it takes to win, you know, and winning on the basketball court and winning off the basketball court and what that looks like and the standard that you hold yourself to, um, you know, and that was all within just meeting her, you know, for the first time and her sitting around the table with all of us returning players, um, and asking us what we needed, you know, and so from that moment on, you knew that she was someone that was serious, that wanted change, that wanted, you know, to go on with pride. So I think that was huge, um, huge moment for sure. Well, Shauna, you, as we said, you're now the head coach at Kealakehe, which is obviously on the big island. So uh, how, how does that work, I guess, with you? You know, you still, you have your, your daughter, Kiona. I mean, she, she's what, eight years old now? Yep. Yep, she is. And uh, um, yeah, go go for it. Uh, you know, she goes to school to um, at Ehunoi Kaimalino, Akitkula or Ehunoi Kaimalino. It's a Hawaiian language uh, school up in Kona right now. And so um, 
and my boyfriend, he still works for the University of um, Hawaii Athletics for Marketing, Corey and Kiss. And so, you know, we were fortunate enough that she wanted to learn Hawaiian language and that that was a great small, you know, community school that we wanted to put her in. And so we wanted to try it. We figured we, why not, you know, um, especially go on this new journey of um, uh, boat captaining, which is how I made my way over there in the first place. Okay. And so then I, you know, I got into coaching, of course, you know, I can't stay away from the basketball. Um, uh, got into coaching with a bunch of good, you know, um, individuals that believe in this program, you know, it's up and coming, but the support that you get is amazing. Um, and so you got to surround yourself with good people. And I thought this was a perfect opportunity for me since I was up there. Um, yeah. And nothing but love and support. And well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey Enriquez's family, like they hail from the big Island, right? That's, that's the, yes. yeah. From Kou, the Enriquez's guy, Enriquez, Julie Enriquez, his brother then. Um, yeah. They're all up there too. So it's great that we get to see them too um, more often than we did before, especially when we were in college and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's great. We're surrounded by family, love and support. Um, that's all you can really ask for, you know. You're, well, you mentioned boat captaining is what kind of brought you over there to begin with. Uh, that's something you did for quite some time. I want to say like even coming out of high school, like you got your boat captain license and you were uh, taking people out in like Kaneohe Bay, right? For like a, a long time, it felt like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. I've been doing it since high school. I fell in love with the ocean. Um, figure it was a great industry to get into. You know, my best friend did it and kind of stuck with it basically. And I still hold it to this day. Um, great way to meet new people, you know, um, just show them Hawaii from the ocean you know and to enjoy it and respect it and but have love for it for sure so yeah that was that's definitely a blessing in my life for sure you I think Shauna correct me if I'm wrong you're probably about 30 now is is that am I in the ballpark yes <laughs> all right <laughs> uh I mean well that makes me feel old but um you I don't know what you did right out of college, but I mean, there was some thought that maybe you could go play a professional, you know, as much uh, blood, sweat and tears as you put into that Rainbow Wahine program. And I think you were taped up and, and braced up uh, about as much as any player I'd ever seen during your time there, just from the, the wear and tear uh, across your career. Uh, did you give it a shot at all uh, coming out of college, playing, playing pro anywhere? I didn't, you know, I took time for, for family. You know, um, during college, it took away a lot of time and, and I sacrificed a lot of time, you know, for my game and the team, you know, um, and I was supported so much, especially by my my parents and my grandma, Holly Quehu, you know, um, and so I wanted to give back time to my daughter, spend time with Corey um, and just enjoy that time with them. Um, I've missed it. And so who knows? what's in the future so you're not wait so you're not writing that off completely yet no absolutely not <laughs> all right that's well that's great to hear uh, I'm sure you know any team there's a lot of overseas leagues I mean they, they would love to have you have you kind of just been playing on the side like just for fun staying in like something approximating game shape um yeah definitely um can't like I said I couldn't stay away from the basketball for too long so got back into it and you know 
just enjoy staying healthy and active and fit and seeing where that takes me. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, Shauna, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, some headlines that came out in April. And uh, I, I, my understanding is you can't say a whole heck of a lot uh, at all. But, um, you know, as a former reporter, I have to do at least my minimum and, and ask a couple of questions about um, the, the headlines that that came out. If, if no one had, had heard, uh, uh, several former student athletes at Punahou School, uh, specifically girls basketball players, came out uh, alleging uh, sexual abuse against a former assistant coach, Dwayne Ewan, uh, who was a longtime assistant coach there, has actually coached at other places since, I think, through 2018, as recently as that. And uh, yourself, Alima Led McFarlane, and a couple of other former student athletes um, came out uh, publicly in a, in a civil lawsuit against Dwayne Ewan, against Punahou, for that, that sexual abuse that, in some cases, took place over a number of years. So, um, Sean, I guess I would, I would just ask you first, like, uh, where is that uh, lawsuit in the process right now? It's, it's been several months removed from, from April. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I respect your question. Um, I understand it as you being a reporter for sure. Um, but I'm going to have to defer all questions to my lawyers, um, Krista Glennon and Kelly Ponce. Yeah. Um, thank you though for asking. I'm doing well. And, um, but yeah, we're going to need the support, um, through this time, but anything you might want to ask, you're going to get the same answer. Sorry, bud. <laughs> uh, well, you know, like, like I said, I, I do have to, ha- had to at least try it. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll read out a little more background. I mean, I got a quote here from, from, uh, one of your attorneys, Kelly Ponce. Um, she, she said in a civil beat article that, Shauna has had to live with this as a, as a secret, as part of her life that she was ashamed of and tried to manage day to day, impacted the way she felt about herself. It changed that part of her that was a loving child and turned her into somebody who was guarded, scared, and resentful. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you say, you know, you're, you're, you're doing well right now, or at least as, as well as, as can be. Punahou, for its part, said in response that, that it stands with survivors of sexual abuse everywhere, and we have established a path for any survivor and our Punho family to come forward and be supported with compassion and respect. Um, and um, I think I mentioned to you before we started recording that I spoke to your former teammate, uh, Sarah Toina, uh, had her on. You, you guys overlapped for a year there in, in Manoa. And one, I think one, one player that really looked, looked up to you, she said as much repeatedly from, you know, her, her during and after her playing years at UH. And, and she said basically that, you know, it was, it was news to her as it was to, to me uh, when that came out and it was shocking and, and it was heartbreaking. So um, Sean, I guess I'll just a- ask you one more related to that uh, general topic. And have, have you heard from, you know, a lot of your former coaches, teammates, just old friends, like what's the feedback been like in the months since? Um, nothing but love and support. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Like I think that speaks volumes. And so we're just going to ride with that and <clears throat> continue on and just do what we have to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got nothing but love and support um, from players, not even playing, you know, women's basketball. So that was huge. Uh, a lot of them have reached out. And so I'm thankful. We're blessed for sure. Um, but we got a long ways to go. And so, 
you can just leave it as that. Right. Uh, I would follow up by asking Shauna, like, how tough was it not to to share with people in, in the number of years since, you know, the, those alleged incidents were have to taken place? <laughs> more tough than you probably could imagine i i i understand yeah um well uh last question on that shauna and we'll we'll move on to something something happier to talk about uh are, are you hoping for you know have you been given any kind of timetable or um are you hoping for any kind of resolution to this within a certain time frame whether it's within the next year or, or months or um you know, before you can move on from this. And, and then I guess the second part to that would be what kind of lawsuit aside for a second, like what kind of change would you like to see at Punahou? Maybe that's something you can't answer. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that to you. Um, yeah, I'm going to defer that question to my lawyers as well. We're just going to kind of take their lead um, and their advice and see where that takes us. And but yes, we want change and we want good change. And so what that looks like, I'm not, I have no idea. Um, but again, we'll have to see. We have a long ways to go. But thank you for all the love and support. Um, it's appreciated. Well, uh, Shana, like I said, I'll, I'll ask you some happier stuff that maybe you can smile about a little bit. Uh, uh, people knew that you and your sister were these prodigious basketball talents from, from a young age, I think. Right. Um, you know, by, by high school, obviously you, I mean, you guys were stars on, on your high school team. When, when do you feel like it really started for you and your sister being, uh, having a knack for this game and, and having both of you kind of as this, you know, young duo coming up to the ranks? Oh, when it started, um, you know, we've always been active. My parents have always kept us in multiple sports um, throughout the throughout the year. And so, you know, we were these tall, lengthy, athletic kids uh, <laughs> that did all the sports that you could think of um, that a little kid would do. And so uh, that really was what blessed us early on, um, to be quite honest with you. But the moment that we started to get recognition is probably that first interview with like Wolfie Hanneman, I think. I can't even remember. Um, what oh, age you, you were. Think... Yeah, okay. I'm not sure, but that's when we started to realize that, okay, maybe we have, maybe we're, we're good for our age, you know? And so, but my mother made sure it never got to us and that uh, we always continue to work hard. So she was our daily reminder for sure. All right. And, uh, when did you kind of first think that maybe you could take that to make it translate into a college career where you maybe get some tuition paid for, you know, either you go away or you stay home. I think actually the initial thought was that you're going to go play at Cal, right? Um, maybe you could walk, you know, walk me through that time in your life where yeah, at least the word that I understood, I think I was just starting as a sports reporter at the time was you were going to go off and play college ball on the mainland. Um, you know, I enjoy the, I enjoy the competition. I, I love competing, you know, and 
um, every time that we get to compete at a different level, um, a higher level, you know, I think that's where I like, I shine the most, you know, and so I think that got a lot of attention. Um, but again, I was going through a lot during that time in high school that nobody knew, um, you know, and so I, the, the person that I am now can look back and, and always make changes to the decisions that have been made, um, whatever it was, but um, all I can say is that I'm blessed of where I ended up and the second chance that I was offered to play at the University of Hawaii. I think that was huge. Um, and so that's, that's where I'm at. That's what the journey that, it, the journey took me here. The journey took me to UH with Coach Dana, and Coach Laura Beeman. Um, and so I'm thankful for that for sure. So correct me if I'm wrong. I, I went back and read a couple of, actually it was late in your, your career. Uh, Fox sports, uh, did a, did a feature on you, I think right around big West tournament time. And, um, it was kind of a, a look back a retrospective on your, uh, college career, Shauna. And I want to say it was the, the summer of 2012, right around the time that you had your daughter, um, you know, and there's obviously a, a lot of work that a, a player needs to go through to get back to division one playing status. Uh, there was thought that maybe you, you were done with college ball. And um, that's right around the time that coach Beeman came in and can, can you just kind of recount like what, what happened there with your conversation with her and, and, you know, you uh, deciding to, to keep going, keep playing out the rest of your college days. Um, basically the conversation was just, well, just to sum it up of what changed my mind. I was like, we're going to do it kind of thing was, I know what I'm doing. I know how to win. And I know how to take you there. You're either in or you're out. And what do you say to that as a player that that's what you want? You know? And, and of course there's other, other, you know, there's more loving stuff. And, you know, Coach Beeman is Coach Beeman. She's, but, straight like not shooting shooting with you you know mm -hmm. um that was basically the conversation you know and so from then it was like okay how am I going to do this you know I, I need to I know I somebody believes in me she knows how she's not going to let me you know not reach this expectation this level that she has of me so let's go you know if you remember at that time Shauna like when when you are in that first season back and, you know, you, you have a, your young daughter and um, what kind of difficulties, I know that there's many student athletes out there who go through being a mom or being a parent while they're a student athlete, but can you please just try to let, like, let people know, like, how difficult is that? It's hard. It's, <laughs> it's not easy at all. It's hard, you know, and, um, one, you got to decide if you're going to do it. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, you got you to gotta do it. You know, there's no halfway, you know. Um, and so that, that's the first decision. And then secondly, you got to have the support, you know, to do it. Coach Beeman was a huge support. My family um, probably, you know, had the most impact in all of this. And the reason why I was able to do this, you know, um, and so one, you just gotta, you gotta figure out if you're going to do it. Cause if you're not going to do it, then just don't do it. Cause save yourself the agony. Cause that stuff is not easy. 
you know, um, the things, the changes that a woman's body goes through to have a child, you know, like nobody talks about the ugly part. They talk about the, <laughs> the baby, the, the angel, all of that, like, oh, you know, and it's, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It, it's amazing. And for those that ha- are able to have children, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, you know, um, but there's the ugly part too, of trying to get back in shape, trying to feel normal again. Um, and that's hard and, and at a division one level, you know, and so you can't do that without the support, but it, you start by walking. I'm not going to lie to you. I walked my first mile. Like li- like, literally oh. walking, like just walking yeah. from point A to point B. It took me nine minutes. Nine minutes. Did my first freaking mile after I came back. And it was like I had a starting point, you know, and there was, I wasn't going backwards. And so I remember whoever was injured would work out with me and I had to put in extra time, rehab, you know, the support team that we had at UH was amazing, the athletics training staff, you know. And so, um, yep, you start by walking. And then you slowly can maybe trot and jog and then run and sprint. And then you're, you know, back at it. You don't look back because you've come that far. You know, you can quit anytime you want. Like why, why halfway through your workout or, you know, why when you're, you're already running, like, why do you even want to stop now? You know, you just go cause you have to, cause the team and the coach and you believe in something else bigger and you believe in the story that you're going to tell your daughter later on, you know, um so that you find your motivation for sure shauna how long do you think it everything you just described till you felt like like okay i'm i'm back i'm like where i was previously like how long do you think that that took you know i think i've hit milestones milestones on the way you know you just put reachable attainable goals and you just kind of go from there um but probably the the year that I felt like the most like no injury, no child, you know, like healthy body wise, you know, um, probably my senior year, you know, the 2014, 2015, my training was awesome. You know, um, my eating was good. And so my mind was right. And yeah, we just competed and our team was, you know, our team, we had chemistry and it would, we all believed in Coach Beeman, so that's probably the year that probably my best year. And I think you guys went, if memory serves, twenty three and nine. Uh, that full your senior year, twenty fourteen fifteen. You guys rattled yeah. off. I want to say a fourteen game winning streak after dropping your first couple of Big West games. Um, that stretch going into like the, the the tournament, like what was that kind of run like to be a part of? Oh, it was awesome, you know, and um, <clears throat> uh, especially coming off of, you know, I think we started off two, lo- two road loss. Yeah, um, two, I know one of them was like CSUN or something. And maybe um, Davis was the other one or something like that? I think so. Yeah, we had just come off of a road loss. And um, I remember getting off the bus because I didn't play the, that those two games it was sorry it was cal poly by the way cal poly, cal poly yes yeah i had um dislocated my our sublux my um left shoulder and so i remember just being on the bench and being helpless for sure hopeless hopeless 
helpless and hopeless maybe for sure but um anyways coming off the bus coach beeman you know i'm you know we all high five each other off the bus and i remember telling coach beeman that we'll never lose another game for the entire season and um that's a bold statement but for some reason i was like i was ready to go you know i was feeling good other than my shoulder was a big setback like felt like the team was advancing at a good pace you know um and yeah, and then we went on this run. Or oh, whoa, 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 pause. Then, then we had like a, we had like a couple of bad practices and stuff like that. And um, she called all of our, all of us captains out, you know. And of course, you got to rip the top. Like, you know, the team's not doing what they're supposed to do. It starts with its leaders, and that's us, you know, as captains. And so, we got it one practice, and I was so mad. Like, I was just like, I'm gonna go off, you know. Like, these, they have no idea right now, you know. Like, I was so mad. Because our team, you know, we were doing okay. We were doing okay. But, you know, it's not okay to just be okay. We're not going to win that way, you know. That's not how you're supposed to do it. And so, yeah, after that, you know, we won the win streak. And then, unfortunately, you know, we didn't come out with the trophy. But pretty good story, huh? You guys were right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You guys were right there, Shauna. Lost to CSUN in a tight game for the the championship. Um, Uh. Went on to play in the WNIT, at least that as a consolation prize that year. But I mean, that the program's goal at that, that time point in time uh, was to get back to the NCAA, which would have been, you know, there was a decades long drought um, since Vince Gu's team last made it to the, the NCAA tournament. And as you know, I mean, unfortunately for your, you and your teammates, that wasn't quite the year your returning teammates and some newcomers the next year put together, you know, that kind of storybook season to, to get there, to, to break that uh, long held barrier. So what was it like for you, Shauna, to see many of the, the same players that you played with? I think Ash, Ashley Karaitiana was still there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a good friend of yours, of course, and, and a number of your old teammates. Was it bittersweet? I mean, how, how was it to, to watch them from afar to accomplish that? Oh, it was amazing. I was so proud, you know, and it was so exciting to see them there, the program there, you know. Um, of course, I was, oh, I wish I would would have been there, you know, but <clears throat> we had a chance that, that year before. And so they had a good um, group of leaders again the following year, you know, good group of incoming freshmen that bought in. Um, and Coach Beeman always coaches and well to where you see the team improve over the course of the season I mean it's amazing you see the improvement that you see and that's why they always get far you know um but yeah they they closed in on the deal and that was awesome to see and of course I'm alumni you know that's the program and so you're always happy for them and and, um, to see them and you celebrate with them and because you know you know that the support is all that they need and so it was awesome to see and my best friend Ashley you know to um get the awards and accolades that she did um she put in the work and so of course it was a it was a sight to see for sure did you make it up there for that out of curiosity where did you get up to the Honda Center or are you watching from afar I was watching at home actually yeah no I didn't get to go up um but I was rooting Everybody in Hawaii that couldn't go up for sure, um, and to see them in an institute that was that was awesome. 
And had you applied for a seventh year of eligibility, was there, was there any chance? Oh, heck yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, no, I knew my time was up and, you know, I did what I, what I, I did everything that I could. I left it there and made what I could out of it. And they ran with it the next day and that was amazing. It was amazing. Shauna, something that I think was really uh, unique and special about your career is you at various times throughout your career, and I want to say even down to maybe the, some of the final games you played came off the bench for, for a lot of your career, right? And uh, whether it was due to, to maybe mitigate some of the, the wear and tear that you had accrued along the way or um, for tactical reasons with Coach Beeman, uh, you, you won a sixth player of the year award. I want to say it was your sophomore, redshirt sophomore season and had really made an impact that way throughout your career. So like, how do you kind of, is that something you maybe even bring up to your, your team, the players you coach right now, uh, something that you were willing and able to do and found success that way? Um, I bring it up in ways that will help them, well, will help me understand where they're coming from, you know, or cause I don't, cause we only have five spots on the court. So everybody else is sitting on the bench, you know, and understanding what, what that means for the ones that aren't starting, you know, um, what that feels like, what they can see it as, you know, the different change their perspective on it, you know, um, it, but that comes down to making sure that everybody's valued on the team too, as a coach. And I think coach Beeman does that very well. Um, and so that's the responsibility on the coach as well and understanding and knowing what that's like and the impact that that could have, you know, um, just helping my, my girls to understand that too. You know, sometimes you're not going to always be the starting five, which is totally okay. It doesn't mean you can't have an impact on it because realistically it's not who starts, it's who finishes, right? So. And that know. you did pretty much every time <laughs> I'm, uh, as memory See? serves. I think uh, there was a thought, you know, like at least among us media types throughout your college career that maybe there's a chance that you would get to play alongside your sister at some point, Shana Lynn. Um, she went off <laughs> to play at Idaho early in her career, uh, stopped, stopped playing midway through for her own personal reasons. Um, was there ever a thought in your mind, like I would get to keep playing with my twin sister or at least play against her? Because I think that almost happened at one point and she, or you, you or she, wasn't able to go that game when Idaho came here. And I guess it wasn't meant to be from at least that race, part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the year that she came over here for the WAC, one of the WAC games, um, I had torn my ACL at the beginning of that season, our freshman year, my freshman year, I think her sophomore year. And so, um, yeah, we didn't get to compete. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think we were ever meant to compete, you know. Maybe in within the house, you know, we compete. My mom has always had us competing against each other, whether it's for wrestling, whether it's to sit in the front seat when we're old enough, you know, whatever it was, running up the hill to go check the mail. Who knows? You know, I was competing every day at home. So I don't think it was meant for the rest of Hawaii to see us compete, you know. Um, there's nothing but love and respect there for each other's game and um it would have been totally exciting for sure but I was hopeful that we she would have she could have came back here and in Hawaii and played but it just didn't turn out that way and and that's okay too because we still played together 
outside league. So, you know, still playing. We're still playing. <laughs> Boom. All right. Uh, Shauna, I don't think I've mentioned to you, um, excuse me, I don't think I've mentioned this to you previously, but um, I think I let off mentioning that you are one of the, the players I was most gratified to have covered from, from start to finish while you were there, seeing, you know, your growth as a person from start to finish. I think that was maybe one of the most striking aspects about that six year journey that you underwent. Um, my favorite player in basketball, like on any level is Manu Ginobili. And I'm a, I'm a big Spurs fan. So that kind of tracks, right. I mean, you know, and he's, he's like the most popular spur of all time, but just the passion he played with the way he played the game, his spirit for the game and kind of even the way he chooses to answer questions, you know, to, to us like media types, like there was a certain creativity and, and thoughtfulness about the way he would answer questions for any of those reasons, all of those reasons, you kind of remind me of him just in terms of your kind of competitiveness spirit for the game and all that stuff. So um, I wanted to let you know that. Thank you. That's an honor. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> oh you were kind God. of the, the Ginobili, if you will, of the, the players I got to cover uh, at UH during that time. So um, thank you. It was fun. It oh, was fun. Brian, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in your, in your own perspective, Sean, in your own words, I guess, how much do you feel like you evolved as a, as a person from, from start to finish over that time period? Um, I think you, you know, you see it in kind of the decisions you make and, you know, the, the things you do, um, how you hold yourself, you know, the, the thinking that you have as you grow older and start going through these life experiences, you know, thinking about what you want and what you don't want. I think that's huge. You know, um, um, I think that I've noticed the changes in those for sure. Um, Cause there's not, you know, it's not like you grow in like pant size and stuff, you know, <laughs> it's not that that kind of growth, you know, um, it's more so just knowing what to care about, what not to care about, you know, and what to put your time to and what not to, and but still trying to make a difference and um, trying to make a positive impact for sure. I think knowing that my wants have changed and trying to not seek purpose, you know, I think that's a lot, you know, my thinking is a lot different. And so you can, that's how I can tell for sure. Well, you have dabbled so far in, in the high school coaching ranks at a couple of different locations. Do you see yourself ever trying it out as being a college coach? Um, for sure. That's the goal, you know. Um, but I have a lot to learn. And so my journey is only beginning, um, which some people forget, you know. But that's okay. We're all on this learning journey. And so as long as I continue to take step forwards and get better, um, that's all you can really ask, you know, and make sure that I can continue to produce and who knows what's in the cards, but that's definitely the goal, right? What do you think, what do you think is the thing that you would need to absorb or attain, you know, between now and, and maybe attaining that goal down the line? Uh, something you would have to add to your resume, if you will. Um, to my resume, just more coaching experience, you know, at different levels for sure. Um, but if we're talking about the game wise, you know, I think yeah. more film, film breakdown, you know, um, probably offensive more so cause I'm more, I'm, I've been taught to be a defensive mind 
player, you know, and court, that's what I've relied on more so than anything. And so, um, yeah, so but I've been working on my offensive skill. And so knowing my, you know, deficiencies um, and where I can improve on that and knowing the struggle and experience, you know, as a player and being able to teach that as a coach, for sure that helps out um, going to different levels. And definitely that has to be, you know, in the cards as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's where my, just finding out my deficiencies in offensive play and um, kind of skill breakdown for sure. And how, how to convey the message. I think that's the biggest thing is like, we cannot teach it, right? But how do we convey the message of that it, so that our players can fully grasp what it is that we're teaching? Um, but that's, yeah, that's definitely key for sure for me. And how on the conveying side of things, uh, your daughter, Kiona, like we said, she's eight years old. How is she uh, as like a, a young athlete, either maybe dabbling in some different sports or maybe basketball specifically? Uh, do, you, do you see her having any kind of future, like maybe something that, that you enjoyed? Um, she loves everything right now. And, you know, definitely basketball and um, volleyball for sure. You know, her father's side is all volleyball and he, when we're home, you know, he practices with her all the time and basketball, she's blessed to be able to come um, to campus with me and practice with the girls, you know, and I'm blessed to have a, uh, admin that supports that, you know, um, so she gets that and she hops right in with the varsity players. And so it helps them as well be leaders. And then um, she does, you know, she swims, she loves, I mean, what eight, eight year old doesn't like TikTok, you know, but limited time, limited time. But um, yeah, so she loves everything right now. Um, I, I think she's, you know, an athletic kid, you know, just teaching her. She works out with me. Um, she wakes up early in the morning, um, five o'clock in the morning to have a six o'clock workout, you know, and we're running hills and doing push-ups and footwork stuff. So who knows what's in the card for her, but whatever she, she does, she's going to have fun doing, she's going to love it and she's going to do her best at it. She's going to be the number one at it if you're going to do it, you know, and that's the kind of mentality that I want her to have, but ultimately have fun for sure. And why not try everything? You know, there's a benefit for that too. So you know. So, and you mentioned the, the school she's in right now is a Hawaiian language immersion, right? Yeah. Um, that's the school that she's at right now and she loves it. And she chose that to want to learn to speak Hawaiian language. Um, I did, I grew up um, learning Hawaiian language and in, in the Kayapuni um, program in school. So, um, you know, why not? It was a proud moment. Um, of course, it has its struggles, and but I'm there as her, we're there as her parents to support her and as a family, and um, helps when you have a mom that can speak it too. So that's perfect. So, so you're pretty uh, pretty fluent yourself, huh? Um, yeah, I can hold a casual conversation, you know, and so um, it's awesome to see her going through the learning process, and every time you learn something new too. And yeah, she has great teachers there as well. Well, uh, Shauna Kuehu, it has been a true pleasure to, to catch up with you and, and talk to you on a, a host of these subjects. Uh, you know, some obviously brighter subjects than others, but um, yeah, like I said, I, it was a true uh, privilege to have covered you during your 
your playing days at the U- University of Hawaii, basically from start to finish. Uh, <laughs> it feels like a big <laughs> chunk of my life. So uh, it was uh, great catching up with you. And um, I guess I'll, I'll just close by asking you one last question. Like what's, um, you know, what's next, whether it's commuting over to the big Island, coaching, doing your boating, like what's kind of in the immediate future for you? Um, right now it's just to see, you know, what, what's going on with this COVID stuff and seeing where I can continue on, you know, um, of course, continuing to teach and continuing to coach would be something that I definitely want to stay in and um, look forward to. But um, yeah, who knows with the way things are nowadays, you know, I, nothing's really guaranteed. And so I've just been taking it day by day to be quite honest with you and seeing how this all plays out. But, but yeah, be on the lookout for sure. <laughs> all right. Shauna Kawehu, thanks so much. All right. Thanks, man.